I'm Amy Jo Martin. Welcome to the Why Not Now show. You know that thing you've been thinking about doing? Yeah, that one. Why not now? Have you ever actually taken the time to ask yourself, what's stopping me? Let's talk it through. This is your chance to give that idea the attention it deserves and take action. Each episode, I have a chat with a fascinating person from entrepreneurs to athletes, celebrities, my parents, rocket scientists, and all walks of life. We talk through a critical time when they've asked themselves, why not now? We dissect that day or even that moment, step by step. Well, hello everyone. On the last podcast episode, I mentioned that my husband and I were expecting our baby boy in July. Well, there has been a change of plans. In true renegade fashion, our child decided to come early, as in last week. (laughs) I am going to share a little bit about what's going on. Um, It's been a pretty intense week because he was born at 27 weeks, and he is a micro preemie. We have had a week that has completely shook us to our core and uh, probably the most challenging and toughest week I've ever had. And at the same time, the most exciting and joyful time because we are first time parents and this is all new and very unexpected. So this curveball came on Saturday, April 13th. I was headed to visit my friend Susie Batiste, who's been on this podcast many times, and we were going to just spend a little time in Palm Springs, relaxing, and I had a layover in Denver. So I head to the airport first, and I'm texting Susie, and we're talking about what we're going to do. Well, we had just realized that it happens to be Coachella. We accidentally chose the weekend of one of the biggest music festivals to be our weekend for relaxation. (laughs) So we're headed that way, and we're talking about our plans. We're getting invites to pool parties, and we make some spa appointments. And I, I told her, I mentioned via text, I said, yeah, I'm sure my Braxton Hicks will be real comfortable in a bathing suit poolside. And she said, Braxton Hicks? What? And what Braxton Hicks are, are false contractions, false labor. It's kind of practice labor. And sometimes you get these, you really get them early on, but they're so light, uh, they go unnoticed and then advance evidently over time. So I was getting these Braxton Hicks, as I thought. I get on the plane and I just noticed that there was an increasing level of intensity with these false practice contractions. And I thought to myself, gosh, my friends aren't very cool for warning me about this. Like they've told me everything, but for some reason they have not uh, 
made me, they have not made me privy of how intense these false contractions are. Long story short, the plane lands. I call my doctor and my OB said, you know, maybe first do a little bit of walking and get some water. It could be, you know, your first time mom, you don't know what this feels like. So it, it's probably nothing is what we thought. And then I said, well, I'm having a hard time walking. And she said, Amy Joe, you needed to get to a hospital now. You cannot have a baby at 27 weeks in an airport. So then I walk to B38 and I find the medical team and um, I earned a ride to a hospital in a, an ambulance. And at this point I had asked United, can you get me on the next flight out because I'm going to go to the hospital, get checked out, make sure that these Braxton Hicks are under control and then come back because I'm going to go meet my friend. I'm sitting there with the paramedic waiting for the ambulance actually and and my blood pressure started to drop big time and I started showing more and more signs of, yeah, this isn't practice anymore. So I'm headed to the hospital and I said, where are we going? What type of hospital? And they said, University of Colorado. And I said, okay, do they have a special unit? Can they take care of my situation if I am in labor? And they said, it's one of the best places you could be going. So we finally arrive, and these contractions are getting closer and closer. The doors open up from the ambulance, and that moment I will never forget because the first thing I see is the logo for UC Health. I'm at the UC Health Hospital. Well, about two months ago, I did a speaking gig in Denver with UC Health, and they were amazing. And I learned about their organization, their world class, and it was this moment where I knew everything's going to be okay. It was extremely scary, but I knew I was safe. So it was a big part of the story because I was by myself. You know, I didn't have anyone with me other than the medical professionals. I go in, they check me, and I'm nine centimeters dilated. Well, I did happen to text my friend Susie in the ambulance, and and I got it mixed up. I call it I called it nine diameters. <laughs> my brain wasn't working quite right, and she's like, "I'm coming to Denver right now." So she gets on a plane. In the interim, I'm in labor, evidently, like full force. That's for those of you who aren't big baby people or know about labor and delivery. Nine centimeters is the top of the top of the Richter scale. So you're having a baby. It was extremely scary because this is way too soon to be having a baby. And I was, I still had three more months to go. And so the amazing team there at UC Health start briefing me of what's going to happen next and what to expect. And in between this, I'm having these contractions. I am on FaceTime pretty much the whole time with my husband, who has now made it to our local airport trying to get to me in Denver. He's on FaceTime, and I ended up delivering Lincoln Gray at two pounds, three ounces. We thought he was two pounds, five ounces, but they had measured him and weighed him with some of his new gear on. So we've got a baby boy, and our world is completely rocked and 
It was interesting because on the phone with my husband, he helped guide me through some of the things we had learned in our hypnobirthing class the week prior. We're trying to, you know, go through these breathing techniques and have these affirmations that are recorded on my phone. And, um, and in between this, there's probably 15 to 20 people in the room <laughs> with all the different types of doctors and nurses getting ready to um, not only help me, but also deliver this preterm micropreemie baby. One of the things about this story and this whole experience that I keep thinking about and, and could not be more grateful for is the fact that a couple days prior, as in 48 hours prior to having this child, my husband and I were snowed in in South Dakota in the Black Hills where we live in a blizzard. There, The roads were closed. Nobody would have been able to get to us maybe by helicopter, but our local hospital does not have, you know, the same level of NICU advanced care that Denver does. So it was really fortunate that I was in Denver and then to show up at UC Health and see that logo and halo over this campus was incredible. So Richard makes it, but actually my friend Susie (laughs) makes it to me first. After having the baby, I think it it was about two pushes. We did this naturally, and that was one of the goals that my husband and I had. And I might have jinxed myself, but I had a goal of a three-hour labor, which is unheard of and kind of silly to a lot of people. But I thought, you know, we can do this. And we had plans to do a home birth, which I was just getting ready to tell my parents about. So (laughs) that was... Something that we were excited about, had met with a midwife uh, and doula, and we were going to do this outside in the forest in a birthing tub in July. That was not the plan the universe had for us. And I had tiki torches in mind, and I turned 40 on July 5th and thought maybe we could <laughs> figure out a way to just get this all aligned. And it's it's comical now. Um the reason I'm sharing this is because, A, I just, the amount of, of people who have reached out, people we know well, people we don't know well, people we don't know at all, just for support that have sent their energy and love and prayers has been overwhelming in a positive way. And there's just no way we can respond to everyone. I mean, text messages, emails, calls, DMs, social media platforms of all kinds. Um, so this is one way for us to just at least share the story and, and update everyone. And so how's Lincoln, right? He is doing extremely well given the circumstances. And I'll get into that in just a moment. The other reason I kind of wanted to share is because this is my life, right? And we now live in Denver. We're going to be here for the next three or four months at least until Lincoln turns 40 weeks or full term. So we have his Earthside birth date and age, and then we have his kind of full term <laughs> birth date and age. And he needs to stay there until he would have been coming out of the womb. And so I am recording this right now from our new apartment in Denver, Colorado, which we have just moved into yesterday. It's been quite the week. Um, My husband, Richard, and I have had a few rules of engagement (laughs) this week. 
<laughs> that um, that we have set in order to just get through. By no means have we fully processed this, or do we understand how to deal with it precisely. But we are navigating and doing the best we can. And sometimes we will go through 15 different emotions in five minutes. It's been a wild ride. I'd be lying if I said we weren't exhausted. <laughs> uh, but I feel like we are we are doing pretty darn well in handling it. I'm in awe over my husband's strength, and he has been my absolute rock and anchor through all of this. So Lincoln is doing well. Let's just start with him real quick. He is adorable, and he has very long legs and arms, like his dad, if not longer. We think he's going to be pretty darn tall, big feet, and just already a personality. Each day, it seems, which this was not expected, but he has been able to get some of these new accessories that I call them. So tubes and hoses and gear. I feel like he's just shedding it like a champ a little quicker than we had expected. So it's kind of two steps forward, one step back. And we've had a few days that have been very scary and then others that have been huge triumph. Um, so, I mean, he's he's tiny. So his little body is trying to figure things out. Our biggest focus right now is, of course, loving him and giving him energy and being there as much as we can so he can hear our voice. And we actually got to hold him earlier than expected. When I delivered him, the doctors prepared me that it'd probably be a week or two before we'd get to hold him. Well, we were able to hold him within 48 hours. His focus right now, our job as a, or the job of the NICU team and and Lincoln's job is to just get him to grow. His lungs, his heart, his brain, those are the, the biggies that we're focused on and they weren't fully developed. So I will spare you the medical terms and uh, jargon that we've learned in the last week, being in the NICU and attending rounds every day. It's like a scene out of ER or Gray's Anatomy. We've got 15 different doctors and nurses rallied around him giving updates and we're just learning so much. But the net net is that he is progressing what I call up and to the right. If we were to look at his progress on a spreadsheet, it would be up and to the right. However, progress is not linear, right? So the line is not straight. It is going to be a little jagged here and there. As long as it's advancing northeast, we are happy. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We tackle the most taboo topics on the Why Not Now show. Oftentimes, you're hearing guests share things they've never shared before. In the spirit of things we don't typically talk about, you should know that the Why Not Now show is supported by Poopery, the original before-you-go toilet spray. It's magic. My friends at Poopery have literally taken the smell out of you-know-what. This pure blend of essential oils stops bathroom odor before it begins. Visit poopery.com and Why Not Now listeners get 20% off with code Why Not Now. That's all one word. And you can hear the story about Poopery in our interview with founder Susie Batiste. That's Why Not Now episode 28. Poopery is also available at Target. This past week has made me realize how incredible 
our bodies are, the human body. I mean, not only mine and and listening to my body and knowing, no, I don't know that these are just Braxton Hicks and trusting that I knew there was something more. And then looking at Lincoln and his body, knowing what to do um, and the resilience. It's just, it's fascinating. It really is. The care that we're getting at the NICU at UC Health is best of the best. And um, the research that they do, as well as just the, the bedside manner of these wizard doctors is amazing. The compassion and Richard and I get to do something called skin to skin kangaroo time where we get to hold him and he loves it. So Link is definitely a fan of snuggling already, which we are excited about. And we get to decorate his his little room because his, he's going to be in there for the next couple of months, well, next three plus months. And so we want it to feel like home for him. So as I was thinking about sitting down, I was actually very nervous to share the story because it's the first time I'm sharing something about Lincoln and I just want to make him proud and I'm super tired and vulnerable and all of the things. So if I sound low energy, I'm actually extremely grateful right now and feel, I just feel a, a cloud of gratitude that's just surrounding us in such a good way, but it has been tiring. I mean, there are moments where Lincoln forgets to breathe and we have to go and fix that. And you just don't know what's going to happen. So it's been hour to hour, uh, step by step. And a few things <laughs> Richard and I have have mapped out that, you know, this may be of interest or, or maybe helpful to you and maybe not. If you're going through something kind of crazy. But for us, we set a couple of rules of engagement as we are navigating this. They have come up sporadically and very innocently as needed. One is what we call the 20-second rule. So if one of us says something that we want to take back that we know we shouldn't have said that was kind of the heat of the moment and it wasn't the best thing to say at the spouse at the time, we say, okay, 20-second rule. And we can take it back. And we say, 20-second rule, I want to take that back. Within 20 seconds, if after it's said, that's allowed, and the other person then is supposed to agree that that's acceptable, which so far it's worked for us, and it's saved us from some pretty big potential valleys. <laughs> We've learned that we have to conserve our energy. We only have so much. And through this process, there are a lot of things to do. We're moving. We're dealing with insurance. Our child is is still in the woods and we've got a long way to go. Just when he comes home, hopefully in what, three months-ish or so, we're still going to have a lot of work ahead of us with physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. Um, So we're trying to conserve our energy and be extremely mindful of where we are spending time. I've been on social media a few times to post, but I have not been able to respond or not spent time in there other than just kind of sharing outwardly, and I will get there. But um, I see all the messages. I appreciate it. It's huge support to Lincoln. That's the only thing we need right now is love and energy for him. So please keep it coming. One of the other things is pace. So this is a long game. 
this is um, not a sprint for us at all, and we are just trying to really be intentional about pacing ourselves, focusing on what we can control. So that is being there for him during what's called care times. We get to change his diaper and take his temperature, do skin-to-skin holding, kangaroo time. I am, you know, pumping and, and will be breastfeeding down the road, hopefully. That's every two to three hours. So we are just doing what we can and uh, doing the best we can at the things we know we do have control over and that we, we can do to contribute. Staying off of Google has been key. We have some of the best doctors and nurses right at our fingertips, and there's no need to go Google everyone else's story because everybody's situation in this realm of micropremies is different. Every kid is different. So that's been a strategic decision. So those are just a couple of things. It's it's interesting because I have felt so positive for the most part, and I think it's been a choice of, and here I am tearing up. <laughs> I apologize. It's been a, a crystal clear choice of there just is no room for negativity and for guilt and any kind of drama because we have our hands full. And so that has saved us. And Richard has adopted that too. Like there just is zero room for the unnecessary. Um, and it's going to drain energy and it's not going to be good for Lincoln. So the question is, why did this happen? For me, I believe me, I've, when I start to wonder why did this happen and, and go down that rabbit hole, because so far the doctors have told us we don't understand the situation. It doesn't, there, there really isn't an explanation and there likely won't be. And this is not uncommon. We will, you know, we we have the placenta pathology report and was there an infection? And the answer is no. And everything they can look at, they have. And so we we don't necessarily know why this happened medically. And I've had to learn to put that on the shelf for right now and know that I may not ever know. And there are things if we want to have another child that we can do. But at the same time, um, that is one of those rabbit holes that I'm not willing to go down. But I'm also realizing how important it is to process things. So it's like a, this is a juggling act of trying not to turn down and turn off emotions, but also being wise about where our, our minds are headed and, and energy. So, so that kind of concludes my, <laughs> my last week. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I look at the time on my phone and one hour or, and one week ago today I was in labor. Thank you to everyone who has sent their thoughts, their prayers, offers to live at their houses. I mean, it's just been wild. And our family and friends, you are the absolute best. Susie Patisse, it's just, I, we couldn't be more grateful. And if you want to follow, and by the way, as you hear these sirens, if I don't know if you hear them, but the level of audio quality for this episode may be a little different than previous because we are, we've just moved into apartment. We ordered a microphone. 
and had it shipped here. So we don't have all of our gear and stuff yet. And thanks for bearing with us on that front. If you want to follow the progress and Lincoln's journey, you can just follow me on social and the hashtag is baby Lincoln logs as in we're logging his progress. But ironically, Abe Lincoln was born in a log cabin and we live in a log cabin. So it's kind of a little interesting tidbit of trivia. Next week, we will be back in action with your regularly scheduled Why Not Now podcast episodes. Just thanks, everyone. We truly appreciate your support. everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Hit me up on social media to let me know what you think. I'm at Amy Jo Martin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I want to hear your why not now moments so I can share them on the show. Just send me a note to why not now at amyjomartin.com. For show notes and other offers, you can visit amyjomartin.com forward slash why not now. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter for exclusive content and announcements. A big thanks to Rock Salt Music for all of the tunes by the talented John Coggins. And of course, a hat tip to Richard Gruer for editing and producing the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, why not now? Mm-hmm.